Hello, everyone. Welcome to the moon. This is episode four. This episode, I'm going to be going over three things. I'll be going over how Bitcoin acts as money. I'll be going over how it compares to government money. And I'll be going over why we see big bubbles in price. Basically, why the price has acted the way it has acted since Bitcoin's inception. So to start out, I'm going to describe how Bitcoin acts as money. Now, this can be explained very in a very complicated manner, or it can be explained very simply. The simple explanation of how Bitcoin acts as money uh, is, is identifying how money acts in general or the characteristics of money. So the characteristics of money um, are as follows. There's seven characteristics. There's unit of account, medium of exchange, store of value, verifiability, uh, fungibility, durability, and divisibility. So th those are the seven characteristics of money. Lots of people quote different uh, lists. Uh, there, there's uh, you know a, a bunch of different lists that people uh, tend to describe, but the ones that the one and the most complete one that I've read online and also in my own studies um, is the one I've just quoted. So you know, the, there's the three main functions, which is unit of account, medium of exchange, and store value. But the four kind of characteristics that make those three main functions viable are verifiability, fungibility, durability, and divisibility. So again, the seven characteristics of money are store value, unit of account, medium of exchange, verifiability, divisibility, durability, and fungibility. And the reason I'm hammering that point home is the the thing that you need to understand about Bitcoin to really decide if it's if it's money that is going to be adopted is you have to compare how it acts as money those seven characteristics of money versus government issued money and and to do that you first have to understand what are those seven characteristics and most people you know people don't on a regular basis they don't think about how or what characteristics make up money. They don't think about how uh, money works. They don't think about any of those things on a regular basis. It just kind of happens in the background. Um, but when you really analyze money and, and for you to really have a level of comfort when you, when you eventually buy Bitcoin and, and store your, you know, your savings in Bitcoin and, and start basing your financial life off of Bitcoin, then it's really important to be like, you know, what are you buying? Like, are, are you actually buying something that is fundamentally better than, than government-issued money? And I'm going to quickly, as quickly as possible, go over how Bitcoin is better at all seven characteristics, especially store of value. I'll go over that one. Um, but I'm going to quickly go over how it's either either maybe not every single characteristic is absolutely better uh at into in today's world where bitcoin is currently but uh you you can start to see um how in which areas does bitcoin have a, a significant advantage so anyway um let's start with let's start with durability okay so 
Durability of Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin exists on uh, approximately, uh, you know, 10,000 full nodes. That's all. That's the nodes that can be seen. And, and, and there's most likely a lot more full nodes. So those are uh, computers that, that are keeping the full blockchain uh, in storage. Um, and then there's, you know, it could be as high as a million miners. So uh, a, a considerable amount of computers around the world are storing your Bitcoin, are storing the records that keep track of who owns which Bitcoin. So how is that, how, how durable is that? Well, yeah, durability has to do with whether something can be uh, can be uh, dis- destroyed or or impaired in any way. Um, so, like, say, if you had uh, a like, I'm comparing it to fiat currency here. Say you had a, a twenty dollar bill. If that twenty dollar bill got damaged, eventually uh, it may not be a a accepted as a a token of payment uh, when you go to pay with it. If you if you rip up a twenty dollar bill into a thousand pieces, or even if you rip it up into five pieces, um, the, the convenience store or merchant or restaurant may not accept it. Um, so Bitcoin is, is Bitcoin, uh, can you destroy Bitcoin? Well, if you store it properly, if you secure it, you have to ask yourself, will what you store get destroyed eventually and you can go through great lengths to make sure it doesn't plus you have to understand that all the computers running the this the the uh the blo- or storing the blockchain all the computers storing the blockchain you have to accept in your mind like those computers are not going to go away potentially for the rest of human history so uh when you ask yourself, is Bitcoin more durable than Canadian dollar, U.S. dollar, Japanese yen? Um, it, it's it's definitely competes in that area and potentially is way better, especially if you're dealing with cash. Uh, I would say Bitcoin is far more durable than cash, but it's also potentially. Uh, well, it's not. I wouldn't say it's more durable than digital Canadian dollar and digital U.S. dollar. Um, I would say it's it's uh, similar durability as as those ones. Um, so that's dur- durability. Uh, divisibility. I would say Bitcoin is probably in the same ballpark as as uh, as fiat currency when it comes to divisibility, but potentially even more so because Bitcoin can be divided up uh, into I think it's eight decimal places. Um, and on top of that, the network most likely, um, at, to my best understanding, can be updated so that we can go even further uh, into further decimal places as needed if we if Bitcoin gets adopted and you need to split it up into more pieces to buy, you know, groceries or 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 whatever um, that may be needed in the future. And that is most likely going to be a soft fork and not a hard fork. So divisibility. Uh, so, so we've got durability, Bitcoin's potentially better in some respects, divisibility, pretty much, I'd say even identical, uh, definitely better than cash as far as divisibility goes. Um, and, and also micropayments, right? You can send, uh, a 10th of a penny using the Bitcoin lightning network, whereas you can't really send a 10th of a penny 
using Canadian dollar or US dollar. So divisibility is actually a little bit better on uh, with with Bitcoin. Um, so that's durability, divisibility, fungibility. Now that is a pretty uh, in-depth debatable topic where um, where where fiat currency and fiat currency has I, I would say in some ways, Cash is a bit more fungible than than Bitcoin, but at the same time, uh, there's a lot of people in the Bitcoin space trying to make Bitcoin even more fungible than it currently is. But to tell you the honest truth, I actually think uh, Bitcoin's level of fungibility is actually one of its strengths, the fact that um, well, first I have to describe what fungibility is. So fungibility is when, um, fungibility is when you have two identical units of the currency. So say you have two $5 bills. I shouldn't say two identical units. I should say two identical tokens or, or, you know, uh, yeah, units, I guess you could say of that currency. So um, say if you have a uh, hundred dollars in your Canadian dollar bank account or U.S. dollar bank account, and uh, and you say okay, say you have two hundred, and and the merchant doesn't really care if you're going to give uh, one of the hundreds or the other hundred. Um, they're both the exact same. Or to be that's not that great of an explanation. A better explanation is this: if you have two ten dollar bills and you go to a merchant. And you go to pay something that's worth ten dollars. The merchant does not care which ten dollar bill you give them, as long as the ten dollar bill isn't torn. Um, essentially, it's saying that uh, you you there's no difference uh, which which uh, payment or which unit of currency or uh, I guess you could say separate token um, that um, the merchant would would accept. Say, say for example, uh, so in the case of Bitcoin, say you have two wallets with um, with uh, fifty dollars worth of Bitcoin, so 0. 0.001 Bitcoin. Um, so you have 0. 0.001 Bitcoin in in one wallet and 0. 0.001 Bitcoin in the other wallet. Uh, you don't the, the merchant will not care which wallet the Bitcoin comes from, uh, they just care that they're getting paid in the unit of currency that, that they're accepting. Um, and that's, so that's the same with, you know, all the fiat currencies, fiat currencies are pretty fungible, but at the same time, uh, since fiat currencies, uh, in the, in the digital representation of fiat currencies, um, they are, they are, uh, a, kind of tracked by the government so that if they come from illicit activities, they are, you know, stopped and no longer valid. And maybe they go through uh, some kind of legal process and are maybe reintroduced into the money supply after they've been uh, uh, given back to the, 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 the authorities or, or they've gone through whatever process that, uh, you know, those funds go through. I'm not, I don't, I don't know all the legal proceedings that go through, like say if they catch people money laundering and what happens to the money after. Um, so the reason I go through that kind of complicated 
mess there is because when I say Bitcoin is potentially uh, not as fungible as people wish it to be is because of this. If Bitcoin evolves to the point where it's being used ubiquitously around the world in its current state, given the public address, um, the the pseudonymous nature of Bitcoin and and the use of public addresses. So you don't have a name attached to a public address, but you do have an account, you know, a public address that can be seen on the blockchain. Well, if for some, you know, somehow, if a person is able to tell that the Bitcoin they're receiving is coming from illicit activities. So say if they don't support, say, a certain drug, say if a merchant somehow in the future, they're able to have a computer that is able to tell which 0.001 Bitcoin, so there's two 0.001 Bitcoins in two different wallets. If they're able to tell that one of them comes from illicit activities and they say, we don't accept it, then that means the fungibility of that Bitcoin is broken on, on some level. Now, somebody else may accept that Bitcoin and, and honor that that uh you know honor that money um but it's still uh in some places of the market uh would would uh be not like it wouldn't be as good of a, a fungible token so again so if you have if you have a situation where you have 2.001 bitcoin and the person doesn't care where they come from well in that case the fungibility of bitcoin is okay. Um, so that if if you want to learn more about fungibility, I don't want to go on too long about to go on too long about that. But if you want to learn more about it, I definitely recommend googling it because it is one of the most contentious issues in Bitcoin. But anyway, back to the seven characteristics of money. So we covered divisibility, we covered durability, we covered fungibility. Um, we. Uh, Verifiability. Verifiability is pretty simple. It's basically, can you, as a person who's accepting the money, whatever type of money it is, can you verify that it is authentic and and true? Uh, so uh, basically, say the U.S. dollar, uh, people try to counterfeit it. Well, if, if the counterfeit uh, methods uh, work and they're able to uh, counterfeit the U.S. dollar and uh, go out and spend it, then it's not very verifiable that you're accepting a true U.S. dollar. But technology has progressed, and 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 that battle has continued on and on and on. Uh, especially, say, for example, the Canadian dollar. They've done a lot of work in advancing the uh, the actual printing of of Canadian dollar, like where c- the Canadian dollar supply that comes from the Bank of Canada. Um, that Canadian dollar, uh, you know, I think it's a form of plastic now. There's a lot of uh, markings on it that uh, help verify its authenticity. Um, so it's it's fairly verifiable, but there's still probably people trying to counterfeit it. Now, the good news with Bitcoin is Bitcoin is extremely verifiable, extremely. When you accept Bitcoin, um you're you're accepting a transaction that 10,000 full nodes around the world have all received 
And once it's put into a block on the blockchain, you know with 100% certainty that that that's an authentic Bitcoin or that's authentic 0.001 Bitcoin or however much Bitcoin you receive, it's authentic. So Bitcoin is way more verifiable than pretty much any money that has ever existed. Uh, I'm just, as I, as I speak about this now, I'm starting to realize that. Okay, so um, the next thing, the next thing is like the last three. So unit of account, medium exchange, and store of value. So unit of account is, uh, Bitcoin is not a unit of account yet. It, it can be, it, like, but because of its volatility, people still price things in Canadian dollar, US dollar, and whatnot. Um, but basically, unit account just means, uh, you know, when you go buy a, a Red Bull, uh, the Red Bull costs four, $4 in Canadian dollar. That means the Canadian dollar is being used as a unit of account because that's what you're measuring that uh, the cost of that good is. Uh, you can obviously have your computer or, or, or cell phone uh, automatically convert that unit of account to Bitcoin. So Bitcoin can essentially be used as the unit of account. But when it comes to keeping track of all those transactions, when you're a business and you do your accounting and you and you uh, take in your revenues and your costs and then you and then you calculate your cost of goods sold and then you're uh, selling general administration and then your uh, research and development and and so on and then you you know you you subtract your expenses and you get your net income and all those all those things on the accounting statements uh, they're going to be in today's world they're going to be in Canadian dollar and U.S. dollar and Japanese yen which means the unit of account is still fiat currency but someday in the future once accounting firms uh, start doing financial statements in Bitcoin, which should be a very long time from now, I don't think that'll be anytime soon, but that will be when Bitcoin is used as a unit of account. So that's unit of account. Uh, medium of exchange is pretty simple. Um, uh, I would say cash. Medium exchange just means it's it's the method you use to pass one unit of currency to another. And uh Canadian dollar is is the primary meet or say in Canada it's the primary medium of exchange in US the US dollar is um now uh more and more bitcoin is being used as a medium of exchange um but the thing to measure here is how convenient and and quick and seamless is it to use a currency as a medium of exchange. So when, when you give a unit of currency to another person for payment of goods and services. Uh, with Bitcoin, Bitcoin still probably needs a little bit of user experience and, and uh, needs a little bit of uh, UX design work to be seamless. Um, the Lightning Network is something that's being worked on. And uh, once, it's, uh, once, it, once all the kinks are ironed out, um, many people hope that that'll make Bitcoin a very seamless experience as far as a medium of exchange. But, you know, one of the easiest medium of exchange experiences is cash still. But then again, cash, you, you, the, the, the person, uh, accepting the currency still needs to give you change, which is, uh, you know, one extra step. Uh, if you use a debit or credit card, then they don't need to give you change. Uh, but then there's still pretty high fees. 
if Bitcoin gets as seamless as debit and credit card uh, and there's low fees on like on the Lightning Network, then uh, Bitcoin would become a very uh, convenient medium of exchange and seamless experience. So finally, the last characteristic that I want to talk about is store of value. And I guess let's go back. Let's just say car, you know, as, as a summary of the first six uh, characteristics that I've gone over, um, Bitcoin, even though I, I've gone through a little bit of the nuances, uh, overall, Bitcoin is better overall when you when you consider all seven characteristics of of uh, of a money. So you're you're comparing all seven characteristics of Bitcoin to to Canadian dollar and U.S. dollar, especially when you consider store of value. And store of value is because, or why is Bitcoin better as a store of value? Is because Bitcoin is limited in supply. And all new units that come into circulation, like we've gone over the money supply in, I believe, episode one or no, ep- yeah, episode one or episode two, um, the the amount of Bitcoin is limited, plus all new units of Bitcoin that come into existence cost money to produce. It costs money in electricity, it costs money in computer hardware, it costs money in man hours, it costs money in building and rent and and land expenses or, you know, you, you have to build these mining farms on, on land and pay taxes to the government. Um, so it costs money to get new Bitcoin. Now, what you have to understand is the government and the current currency system, uh, they it doesn't cost them uh, $100 to print a new $100 bill, right? So every time they print $20 bills, $5 bills, $100 bills, $1000 bills, you don't really see $1000 bills uh unless you're in a unless you're in like Argentina or something which would be a $1000 peso. Um but the those all the governments around the world it doesn't cost them money. It costs them what like 10 cents or 5 cents to print a $100 bill. And when they go and spend it in the economy, um, they they are inflating uh, the they're inflating the money supply, which decreases the value of all the current currently existing uh, notes and 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 money that the citizens of that country have. And this is a very important thing to understand because that means the a working class citizen somebody working at a at a, a convenience store somebody working construction somebody working as a truck driver um they they go to work they they dedicate their time work energy stress uh risk you know everything that goes into work some jobs are very dangerous and and they get uh say canadian dollar or us dollar or 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 argentinian peso or or Japanese yen, they get um, a unit of currency, and then you have the and and then they save it, and they go through their month or two months or three months, and they continue to save more and more. But the government that entire time is printing 
new units of currency to do some good things, but debatably some, you know, arguably some bad things. Uh, but you, what you have to understand, and this is this is the store of value part, what you have to understand is when they print that new money, it it circulates from person to person along this kind of chain of command, whoever's closest to the money printer machine, it circulates slowly to to the the last people to receive it are the people that work at the convenience store, uh, construction workers, uh, laborers, uh, you know, uh, uh, truck drivers, all, all those people. They're the last people to receive it. And, and at that point, it's worth like the cost of all goods in, in the economy and in the country have, have gone up, which means their money is being inflated the entire time. So the people who benefit the most are the people who get to spend that money first. So the people connected to the central bank of each country, uh, which is, you know, those people are closely connected to the bankers of each country and uh, lenders and 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 also people who are connected to uh, people who decide where what infrastructure is built, what roads are built. And like I said, some of these things are reasonably good initiatives, but they are things that citizens don't really get to decide on. Uh, you know, our system basically is built uh, so that you know, depending on what country you're in or how the 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 length of time that a leader is elected, you're basically you basically elect a leader. They have their um, agenda they have their budget and then for their their entire period in in their administration that they're in power um uh all the working pieces in the government are in charge of the money printer machine um and that money printer machine prints new units uh for less than what they're worth right so they print a hundred dollar bill for 10 cents and then they spend that $100 bill somewhere. They spend it on infrastructure. Maybe they spend it, uh, may, maybe they do, you know, uh, frivolous things like uh, uh, really expensive, uh, um, I don't know, holidays for politicians or, or, or so on. You know, I, that's all you can debate, all that stuff. But the important thing to get across here is store of value. Um and I don't think I've explained this perfectly well, and maybe I'll go into it in a future episode, but this episode's already getting pretty long. So uh, the one thing I wanted to get across was when you take a hard look at the seven characteristics of money, Bitcoin is absolutely better at all seven, especially store value, because Bitcoin is limited in supply and it costs money uh, to, it costs the pretty much the uh, long term, it on average it costs whatever the exchange rate of Bitcoin is. Right now, it's you know fifty seven thousand US dollars. Well, it'll cost approximately not right now, but uh, as the network adjusts and as the mining, uh, mining the Bitcoin mining industry becomes more competitive, the cost of mining a Bitcoin will eventually go up to the exchange rate. So the cost of Bitcoin mining will eventually, or mining one Bitcoin will eventually cost $57,000. I don't think it costs that much right now because the price is obviously uh, uh, increasing 
very, uh, very rapidly right now. Um, so it's, you know, obviously an exciting time in, in the, in the Bitcoin world, but, uh, but a long term, uh, there's nobody printing cheap Bitcoin, right? Nobody gets Bitcoin for cheap. They have to take risk. They have to work. They have to, uh, you, you, you absolutely have to, uh, sacrifice something, whether it's time, energy, work for the Bitcoin that you, you get. And that is unique to uh, versus, you know, the government issued currency, fiat currency, because when they make new units of currency, they uh, print a hundred dollar bill for 10 cents. And then they give that hundred dollar bill to whoever's in charge of, uh, you know, the next infrastructure project. And then, and then they have a bidding process for that next infrastructure project where, you know, maybe all the friends and colleagues and buddies of of uh, the person in charge of that next infrastructure project uh, send him bids and and you know become friends with them and maybe uh, they play favorites and they decide who gets the the contract for that infrastructure project, that bridge, that building, that that uh, that new power plant. Um, there, there's obviously systems in place to uh, to uh, choose who is going to uh, get get that money, and hopefully those systems in place choose the best contractor, the best person to build those to to build that infrastructure. But at the same time, those people get money before the re- they get the newly printed money before the rest of the country. Uh, before the rest of the citizens. So it's basically, you could think of it like this. It's a battle to be the first person or to it's a battle to be closer to the money printer machine career-wise. And then you have a somewhat easier time uh, earning income. And then maybe your life gets a little bit easier and uh, because your money, because you're getting to spend money uh before prices rise on various assets or goods and services um so i think this episode has gone on long enough hopefully it turns out pretty good because i've just kind of uh, I, I was winging it a little bit here Un- yeah i guess unfortunately i'm going to have to save the last part to the next episode the last part is why we see big bubbles in the price um and 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 potentially what's you know uh, yeah why we see big bubbles in the price um that's a very important thing to understand but this episode has gone on to it's probably going to be 25 25 minutes so um yeah that was a long rant basically seven properties of money story value unit of account medium of exchange fungibility durability divisibility verifiability Reser, if you if I didn't explain it well or perfectly or, or well enough for you, then research any one of those, and then you you can compare how Bitcoin performs uh, on one of those characteristics or all seven, and you'll find that um, it's it's better uh, almost on all cases, and it'll most likely continue to improve. And you have to think to yourself. Um, 
what happens when somebody invents a better thing? Like you, you invent a better cell phone, you invent a better, you invent a better car, you invent a better, uh, you know, uh, recipe for food. Uh, humans tend to adopt what is better. So you have to ask yourself, are we going to move from fiat currency, government issued currency, Canadian dollar, US dollar, Japanese yen? Um, are we going to move from those currencies to this better one? And that's the question uh, on a lot of people's minds. And um, it's, it is still uh, a long conversation, but it's absolutely one that lots of people are having and that is at top of people's minds now that Bitcoin is at uh, high prices or, or his, compared to historical prices, they, they might go a lot higher. That's, that's uh, what people predict and, and obviously what I predict as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you got out a lot out of this episode. Peace. Okay. I absolutely have to add, uh, just two points to that long episode. Um, uh, any, any, uh, experienced Bitcoiner knows, uh, a conversation of, of all the characteristics of Bitcoin is a very long conversation. And sorry if I didn't include absolutely every th- point to say why Bitcoin is better. But here's here's uh, two points that uh, that are very important to know. Um, so the obvious point about medium of exchange is that Bitcoin is insanely better on a global scale. Uh, as far as medium of exchange goes, right? Because it is it is very uh, it takes a lot of time and it's pretty costly to send government issued money from one country to another, and 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 depending on what country, you know, it's it's even it's even more costly. Or depending on which two countries you're sending between, uh, it's it's potentially even more costlier. Whereas Bitcoin. No matter where you are, any two people on the planet with an internet connection can send money between each other. Um, so, as far as medium of exchange, that is a huge step in a in a in a positive direction technologically for money. That it, like it's it's it can't be overstated that that is going to have a huge amount of ramifications for business worldwide in the future. Uh, because of the fact that now we can send money between two people all over the planet or, or between two organizations or business to person or person to business or business to business. Um, it, it's, it, we, we don't know all the uh, use cases that that'll bring about for, for humanity. So that's an important part to know. Um, Bitcoin is insanely better as far as medium exchange globally. Maybe in person when you're actually physically at a convenience store, the user experience is not as as good as debit and credit. Um, but uh, but that's probably going to be solved in the future. So that's an important point. I wanted to add that in there. The second point is about uh, fungibility and uh, when does you know when does illicit activities, quote unquote, illicit activities. Um, uh, rune fungibility. Now, the thing you have to understand is, in the future, you know, in, in current, in the current 
legal system of today, illicit activities is is just is decided by government. Um, but maybe in the future there might be some sort of uh, societal backlash or, or or backlash from citizens towards government, um, depending on certain decisions uh, to to see who decides what is. Uh, preferred use or like preferred use of money. Um, how do I put this simply? Um, say, say you're a person who disagrees with a specific prescription drug and, and that prescription drug is legalized, uh, by the government and you disagree with, uh, you, you, you absolutely disagree with, uh, its use. You absolutely disagree with its, uh, um, validity. You, you disagree with the research, all that stuff. Well, say if you if you run a convenience store, or if you run a a uh, a a food services businesses or food service business, um, you have you have the ability when it's Bitcoin related or w- when the transaction is done over Bitcoin to potentially in the future track whether or not that Bitcoin you're receiving comes from the prescription drug that you disagree with. And you can decide, oh, we don't accept that prescription, that that Bitcoin because it comes from the sale or production or purchase of of uh, that prescription drug. Now, obviously, you can tell how this becomes very inconvenient and potentially ruins the function, the functionality of Bitcoin uh, on on a transactional basis, which is which is why it's such a contentious topic. But as we can see now. In, in Bitcoin's current state, um, that kind of uh, tracking is not done. Uh, but uh, it may it may uh, develop and mold and 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 morph into a different kind of uh, approval process for goods and services in the economy. Um, right now, the government has a monopoly on choosing what is allowed uh, legally as far as drugs and 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 other activities. Uh, well, in the future, maybe citizens will have a little bit more say and a little bit more um, avenue for uh, whether or not uh, they they approve of certain activities by just not accepting the money that has to do with that activity. Um, and and so you know this this is a this is a topic of debate and i may not even be correct on this on on some level or a lot of levels uh i would love if if anybody wants to comment on one of my youtube videos uh and and say or or point me in a direction of a person who does have a good explanation for this subject and how it'll pan out um what will be the result of this uh uh you know of of bitcoin pseudonymous nature um then then I'd be very interested in uh, talking to that person because um, this is a very important uh, part of Bitcoin's development, how it will perform uh, on a fungible basis uh, as, as a currency. So yeah, I just wanted to get those two points out there because they're very important. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully you like that. Peace.